BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ever since we started putting big satellites out on the ground and looking up into space to figure out what's out there and what's coming near us, it's been sort of popular to tell people that, hey, there's an asteroid out there and it's a thousand feet in diameter and it's not going to hit us, but it's going to come close, you know, say a million miles away, like four times the distance of the moon. And whenever this happens, people kind of get worked up and there's a news story and the rest of us who are at least competent at math try to say, you don't need to be worried about this. But nevertheless, it's captivating. And then you get all these movies made featuring asteroids or meteors hitting the Earth and it's scary stuff to contemplate, even when the math people try to tell you not to worry, right? Well, I've got one of those stories for you today. But it's a little bit of a creepy one. Here's why. The Arecibo Observatory, this enormous observatory that was built in Puerto Rico in the 1960s and was the largest single aperture telescope in the world until 2016 when the Chinese 500-meter aperture spherical telescope began operating. The Arecibo dish had a 1,000-foot diameter spherical reflector designed to detect radio wavelengths from space. And it collapsed rather famously late in 2020 and, of course, is now defunct. But it was taking measurements right up until that moment. And during that time, as it was looking out into space, waiting for information to come in, it would detect somewhere around 100 to 150 near-Earth asteroids per year. Yeah, that means it was finding new ones all the time that we didn't know were near-Earth asteroids. Now, before you get worked up about what that means, understand that the definition of a near-Earth asteroid is nowhere close to us. By definition, anything that comes into the solar system where the closest point to the sun is less than 1.3 astronomical units gets classified as near-Earth. Now, what's an astronomical unit? Well, that's the distance between the Earth and the Sun, around 93 million miles. And I know these numbers are hard to fathom, but that's what I'm here to try to explain. So near-Earth is about 120 million miles, and if the object is larger than 460 feet across, a football field and a half, then it's considered a potentially hazardous object. It's big enough and close enough to pay attention. We currently have about 29,000 known near-Earth asteroids, and about 2,200 of them are potentially hazardous, being large enough. About 150 of them are bigger than 0.6 miles in diameter, so really substantial. Again, that's 150 within 120 million miles of the Earth that are more than 0.6 miles across. Now, if that hits us, it's trouble. Nobody disputes that. What's the chances of that hitting us? Well, extremely low. But here's the fascinating information about the Arecibo Array. I say fascinating, perhaps you say horrifying. A paper that was just published in September of this year in the Planetary Science Journal says that the final group of data out of Arecibo, running from 2017 to 2019, reveals an observation of 191 near-Earth asteroids, 70 of which are potentially hazardous. So, yeah, from the grave two years ago, the data finally decoded off the Arecibo dish says, we just added another 191 near-Earth asteroids, and 70 of those might be potentially hazardous because they're large enough. Now, all of the astronomers will tell you that in the grand scale of things, none of these things are very likely to hit the Earth. But, you know, if you wait around, say, 60 million years or so, math has a way of changing the odds. And as one astronomer from Mount Holyoke College, Thomas Bourbon, told Newsweek, there's no known object that's definitely going to hit us within a thousand years. But here's the thing astronomers always say, 
We're discovering new objects all the time. Again, think of this, the Arecibo array found 191 over the last two years before some cables snapped and the thing fell apart. Not too bad for a giant telescope almost 60 years old. So if we're finding around 125 new things a year coming near us, how worried should you be that they're going to be bad for us? Here's the way I like to think of it. Whenever we talk about things coming close to the Earth, we're usually talking about them in terms of moon distance scale. And if you think of the Earth as the center of a bullseye and the orbit of the moon around it as the outside of the target, anything that's going to be within one moon orbit, or 238,000 miles, has about a 1 in 3,600 chance of hitting the Earth. So if you're the asteroid gods playing darts with the Earth and you throw 3,600 asteroids within the orbit of the moon, one hits the Earth. But that's very rare. Like, almost nothing comes within the orbit of the moon. A little bit more common is to have things that are about four moon distances away, somewhere on the order of a million miles away. And at that distance, again, anything coming within four moon distances a million miles, the chances are about one in 57,000. So when you hear a news story of something that's a million miles away from the Earth passing by, it's got a one in 57,000 chance of hitting us. It's very, very, very unlikely. All right, so now we're talking about near-Earth objects, right? Things that are 1.3 astronomical units or 120 or so million miles away. Like, that's the sphere of concern. Again, think about a cross-section. It's aiming at the Earth, 8,000 miles across, within a space that's 240 million miles across, the size of the dartboard, and you start to see that really the chances are extraordinarily low. Honestly, it's about 1 in 900 million. So again... If we discover a new object running around somewhere close enough to the Earth that we pay attention, and large enough that we should care, it's got about a 1 in 900 million chance of hitting the Earth. Again, you push out the time scale, 60, 80, 100 million years, and the math starts to look a little bit more ominous, but we're nowhere close to that, right? However, and here's where I don't want to scare you too much, but let's imagine that you're the kind of person who plays the Powerball. And you talk yourself into something like this. Somebody's got to win. I'll pony up two bucks. I've got a 1 in 292 million chance of winning. Yeah, that means that you're betting on something that's about three times as likely to happen to you as the chances of any near-Earth asteroid large enough to care hitting the Earth. Which means that people like me look at the math and say, that's never going to happen. But an awful lot of people look at that math and still buy a Powerball ticket. So I guess this is my short way of saying, if you find yourself scared about the asteroids we're discovering all the time, and you find yourself excited about winning the Powerball, there's something weirdly rational about that for you, because at least your math and how easily you get worked up negatively or positively about it is internally consistent. Which is another way of me to tell you that, look, don't be worried about the asteroids unless you get excited about the Powerball. Then maybe you should be. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.